Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to Anti-Bullying 101. This podcast is designed to create awareness about the bullying epidemic and provide teachers, administrators, parents, and even students information about the dangers of bullying and why we have to take a comprehensive approach when dealing with the problem. My name is Jim Burns. I'm your host. I'm a retired high school administrator with over 40 years of experience in education. Currently, I'm a college instructor, and I've designed the Bullyproof Classroom, a graduate course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief, as they battle the bullying epidemic. Enjoyed the podcast, everybody. Well, hi again, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Anti-Bullying 101. My name is Jim Burns, and we are here to discuss a variety of topics. Bullying is the big one. But right now, you know, we have a lot of people who are experiencing a host of other problems. Domestic violence, workplace bullying, cyberbullying, community and family bullying. Not to mention the nightmare that we just went through with one shooting in Buffalo and another one in um, Uvalde, Texas, where 19 students were killed and two were two teachers were killed. But just absolutely heartbreaking um, but we're not we talked about that in the last episode I it's almost impossible not to want to talk about it uh, over and over again as you read more in the news but all you have to remember is 19 young children were killed and they here's a situation where these kids aren't even going to have a chance to enjoy the summer, they're not going to have a chance to grow up, they're not going to have a chance to be with their friends, get married, have children, their life is over because of a maniac. And often when I speak with people, I discover they seem to be having trouble with people that are closest to them, like their parents or siblings. And in the case of the Texas shooting, this young man shot his grandmother in the face before he went off to the school. So he was mad at somebody. And as I said in that podcast that I did uh, last week, are we, or I asked a question, are we a bitter society? Because people become angry and bitter and they don't realize that there's a choice and it can be just as easy to develop love, joy, peace, and patience as it is to be angry, bitter, and vengeful. Now, this podcast is designed for anyone who wants to have a fuller, more vibrant life and to offer some ideas on how to balance the physical, the mental, the social, emotional, and spiritual areas of their life. 
But we are Anti-Bullying 101, so it's truly my hope that we can help everyone live a life without the fear of harassment, intimidation, and bullying. Now, we were in a four-part series on how we have to learn and help build a boy or build strong adults, boys or girls, I don't want to get in trouble there, and not mend, not mend people when they become adults because of the, 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 the uh, illogical conclusions that they may have drawn about their life. Sometimes people can draw poor conclusions at a young age about who they are and they can carry this information with them their entire life. And it, le- and it can lead to low self-esteem, issues in relationships, job-related issues, and ultimately can really put someone over the edge. So it's much easier to build than it is to mend, and that's the title of this podcast. We have to begin to build and stop mending. We have to start from the ground up. If, it's, if a building doesn't have a strong foundation, ultimately it's going to fall apart. Sometimes the backfill is bad when they backfill on a foundation because they throw garbage into the hole. And what happens is, is the, the, the building starts to shift and you have trouble with cracked walls and floors and other things that could go wrong. Sometimes the backfill could be contaminated and you end up with radon in the ground or other hazardous waste, which was a carcinogen, and people ended up getting cancer. And this has happened in many uh, of the stadiums that were built. That's why stadiums don't last long. They tear them down now because the, the backfill process left many athletes with cancer. Sometimes the backfill process, because it was done so poorly, left many teachers with cancer because of the fact that the school was built on a dump site. And if we want to build our children on a dump site, we're going to end up with trouble down the road. Now, we started off with trying to make sure that kids understood that they had a responsibility. And the responsibility, they were responsible for their thoughts, words, actions, attitudes, and motives. And let's keep it there. They are responsible for respectful thoughts, words, actions, attitudes, and motives. They are responsible to become and work to become compliant adults because everyone has to comply with something. We're always asked to do something, either as a child or as an adult, And if you can't take orders on a job, you're not going to hold on to your job. 
And then the last piece of this four-part series is in order to build strong adults and not mend weak ones is we have to help our kids become more resilient. We have to help our kids become more resilient. That's a piece that I'm going to cover today. And once again, it's resilient thoughts, words, actions, attitudes, and motives. Now, resiliency is not taught, but it's developed over time through experience and life lessons. And you have to remember that we only are a compilation of what people have said to us and what people have done to us. So how we perceive the words and actions of others and difficult situations may determine how resilient we are. So if a person's raised in a highly critical environment and his parents do nothing but correct, condemn, berate, shame, as the person grows older, even the slightest amount of constructive suggestion can be a trigger that creates anger and anxiety. Our goal should be to help our students and children realize these triggers because that's what causes them to lack their resiliency and they have to recognize them at a young age and they have to become good counterpunchers and learn how to bounce back when something that is said or done to them sends them into a tailspin. Now, how's this done? It's by done by understanding what we all are individually responsible for And what can be done by me and me alone to manage people, situations, and the environment? Kids need to understand that they are solely responsible for themselves regardless of what people, situations, or the environment bring into their life. And as I said, they are responsible for thoughts, words, actions, attitudes, and motives. And we have to make those five things and help the child work to make those five things resilient. Resilient in the way you think, resilient in your words, not hurtful, but resilient, resilient in your actions, resilient in your attitudes, resilient in your motives. Now, during times of stress or adversity, the body goes through a number of changes designed to make us faster, stronger, more alert, more capable, and so on. Our heart rate increases, blood pressure goes up, adrenaline and cortisol, the stress hormone, surge through the body. In short, this brilliant, this is brilliant, but the changes were only meant for the short term. So here's what happens. The stress response is initiated by the amygdala, spelled Amy G. Dalla, the part of the brain responsible for our instinctive, impulsive responses. From there, messages are sent to the brain to release its chemical cocktail, including adrenaline and cortisol, to help the body deal with the stress. 
When the stress is ongoing, the physiological changes stay switched on, and over an extended period of time, they can weaken the immune system. This is kind of the reason why kids get weak or sick during exam times. Stress can cause the prefrontal cortex at the front, and this is a small science lesson, folks. Yes, you're right, you heard that. The prefrontal cortex at the front of the brain to temporarily shut down. And that prefrontal cortex is the control tower to the brain. It involves, it's involved in attention, problem solving, impulse control, regulating emotions. These are known as executive functions. So sometimes not having too much involvement from the prefrontal cortex can be a good thing. Then there are times where resilience is related to the capacity to to activate the prefrontal cortex, once again called the amygdala. And when this happens, the physiological changes that are activated by stress start to reverse, expanding the capacity to recover and adapt to find solutions. Now, this is critical to understand. And this is something that's taught. It's something that's taught. By the way, positive thinkers are far more resilient. And kids will have different levels of resiliency. And they may uh, exhibit certain things when they're under stress. And when the demands are high, they may become more emotional, they may withdraw, they may become defiant, angry, resentful. Sometimes it does become too much. But those have to be the exception, and helping kids to become more resilient is the rule. When kids are nurtured, when they're nurtured, Positive thinking becomes a very, very positive and powerful coping mechanism. And we have to train kids to think optimistically. I know in this culture that can be very difficult. But the bottom line, the bottom line is we have to work with kids to help them be able to have resilient thoughts, words, actions, attitudes, and motives, even by today's standards. It's difficult, I know. Now, here's some ways that you can help your kids develop resiliency through resilient thoughts first. Let's go. Resilient thoughts. Have Make sure your kids develop a positive monologue. They have to be able to have positive self-talk within their head all the time. They have to understand that life is not win-win and they've got to struggle through difficult periods. They have to realize that competition is good at any age. And we have to help them understand how to have respect for someone else's ability and not be jealous. 
we have to go over with our students and our children how to make friends. How to make friends. Because sometimes they'll pick the wrong friends and they could get bullied because of it. We don't want them to become, we have to help them understand that we don't want them to become geniuses. Of course, they could become that. But we want them to have a balance between academics and fun. We want to enjoy conversations with our children and students about the game of life and what they need to really get a handle on. See, we're actually, as parents, we're actually our kids' first coach. First coach. And we have to be aware of it. And we're there to teach them things about friendship, about sharing, about caring, about respect, about responsibility, and so on. That's what our job is. And that'll help kids to become more resilient when they understand that there are tools at their disposal and that they are capable of doing it. How do you have resilient words? Hey, when kids are little, you teach them to say, stop, knock it off at a very young age. Or that's not kind. We, it, there's no guarantee that when a child is spoken to uh, and by another child and is fearful and then they say stop knock it off that it's gonna the ch other child's gonna say it's gonna stop it but the bottom line is you're teaching the child to do what speak up for themselves you want them to have productive conflict where you leave just enough space in a conversation for a disagreement and kids need to learn that they can disagree with the right attitude. We have to help our kids realize that they don't have to say something if it's not truthful, kind, or necessary. If it's not truthful, if you're saying something that's truthful, you're saying it to help. And that we have to help kids understand that it's either tr it's truthful, kind, and necessary. Freedom of speech is not the right to say what you want, but the wisdom to say what, you're, what you ought to say. That's what kids need to learn. Now, resilient actions has all to do, once again, with character education. And we have to teach certain qualities that are, that are part of resiliency. Like alertness. Now, I, if you want the book, The Real Three R's in Education, to get a complete expanded version of all that I'm talking about right now, I'm going to put the link on the, on the, in the episode description. So you'll click on it, it'll you get taken to a spot where you can purchase the book. It's cheap, I'm telling you, and you'll enjoy it.
availability. Now, the opposite of alertness is unawareness. The opposite of availability is self-centeredness. The opposite of caring is selfishness. These are words that are resilient words. The opposite of contentment is envy. We have to teach these qualities. Dependability, unreliability. Determination, faint-heartedness. You give up. You don't want to continue. Soon as adversity hits, you stop. Diligence, laziness, discernment, short-sightedness. How many people are short-sighted where they look at what's right in front of them and they don't consider the, f- uh, the future consequences of their behavior? Endurance, giving up. Enthusiasm, apathy. Flexibility, rigidity. Initiative, unresponsiveness. All of these words, all of these qualities need to be taught. In the real three R's, I give you activities that will help you teach these qualities to your students. Attitudes. Attitudes, resilient attitudes. We have to help our children develop that. We do. It's the way they think. It's the way they think. They have to be able to say, you know, and and, and have in their mind the idea that I can bounce back. People are going to say things to me, but I can manage through it. That's the attitude. And then the last one is motives. Motives. And when you think about something like a crime scene investigation, a show that's on TV, most of the time the biggest thing that they're looking for is the motive behind something. That's what they're looking for. Like, why are you doing something? We have to figure out why kids are not um, resilient, why they're not respectful, why they're not responsible. What is the motive? Life is based on gain and loss. So it has, you have to help a child come to terms with what am I going to gain and what am I going to lose through my behavior? This is critical, folks. I'm not, this is no kidding around here. We are in a very, very tough time right now. And we have to start building stronger adults. And stop trying to piece high school kids and older, older adults, meaning 30 years old, back together again. We've got a lot of people going around right now who are despondent, disturbed, they need help in the mental health industry. I'm not going to question it. That industry may be broken, but the bottom line is we need to help kids develop, develop respect, responsibility. We have to help them become more compliant, and we have to make them become resilient, or we're going to be repairing kids 
and repairing adults for the next 30 years and God knows what some of these adults are capable of if they've, they've grown up and they've been so unhappy with themselves, their parents, their lot in life and you see what happens in schools and in supermarkets and all over in the last, just in the last two weeks and this has been going on since Columbine High School and it's time to get a grip. Now, let's move forward. Let me let you know some of the things that, that are going on. That is the final chapter in helping to build and, and, uh, instead of mending. Within the real three R's in education, which you can get, I'll put the link in the episode description, you can also get a bonus course on how to create a positive school climate which is a nice little course that you could take. If you get the digital, you just have to click on it. It'll take you right to, I'm going to tell you where you're going to get taken to in a minute. Um, yes, you are going to get, you're going to have a nice um, self-study course. It's not an online course. You take it at your own pace and you'll enjoy it. You will enjoy it. There's several things in there that I think uh, everyone will be able to use. That's one thing. So you're getting that for free as well, along with a book that's cost like $3.99. That's one thing. The next thing is this. We, uh, here at the uh, Bully, uh, Anti-Bullying 101, we are now providing podcasts for districts. For districts. Um, we provide podcasts for um, schools. We provide them for companies. We provide them for many things that I believe um, will be extremely helpful uh, moving forward. Uh, a school district needs a podcast to broadcast information out to parents and teachers. And it's just one of those things. You could do a parenting program with a podcast. So let's start considering doing one of those. And if you'd like it, I'm going to put uh, in the episode description, I'm going to put where you can go if you want to get more information on uh, getting your school district a podcast. We are in a very tough situation right now, folks, with what's going on. Very tough situation. Yes, here's the course. School climate control, how to improve school climate, stop bullying, and prevent violence. I think you'll all enjoy this. This is a freebie. This is free within the course, within the, um, the book that, you, that um, you could purchase. So that's two things you're getting, all for like $3.99. So I would jump on that in two minutes. Um, Let's really consider what's going on in our culture today, folks. Let's do it. Let's really consider what we can do to help. Let's really consider how we can make life better for our children by making them more respectful, responsible, and um, more compliant, and also more resilient. I think this is critical. I think it's something that you need to really uh, pay attention to because I'm now... 20 years, 20 years, 20, 
three years since Columbine High School and things haven't improved. And I think we have to start making improvements and we have to start building and stop mending. That was part four of the series, How to Stop Building, How to Start Building and Stop Mending. My name is Jim Burns. Right now it is May 31st of 2022. You've just listened to an episode of Anti-Bullying 101. I live in New Jersey. Right now it's 94 degrees out, very warm. I cut the grass early this morning so I wouldn't have to be out there in the heat and I gave myself time to talk to you guys. I really enjoy my audience. I really enjoy speaking with you. I don't see you that much. I don't I don't think I see you at all. Sometimes I get an email from you uh, occasionally, but drop me a line if you need help. Just go to the website. You'll find my email address. That'll be in the episode description. It's bullyproofclassroom.com. Would love to hear from some of my listeners. Anything I can do to help, please drop me a line. I really appreciate it. You guys are wonderful. Have a great day. I hope you all had a great Memorial Day. We're moving into the heat of the summer now, so be careful out there if you're in a warm climate. Okay? Take care of yourself. Be well to yourself. And above all, make sure that you realize that there's no bullying. Make sure you teach your kids how to handle difficult situations. Love yourself. Love your spouse if you have one. Love your kids. Love your students. Let's make love more available to everyone now rather than this horrible hate that we have been experiencing. Let's let's look up. Instead of having our back to each other and saying someone's on the right and someone's on the left and I look to the right and you look to the left and our backs to one another, let's look up. And that is not original. That information I heard from a dear friend named Gary Cooper Web 2.0 Promotions. He's another great guy who has a lot of information to share. You could catch his short talks on on Facebook. Whenever you like, just go there and listen to what he has to say because he has a lot of great things to say that I think you'd be interested in. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. My name is Jim Burns. This has been Anti-Bullying 101.